This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we continue our adventures in Acts with Forgiveness is Proclaimed to You, Turning to the Gentiles, Signs and Wonders, We Are Men, and Through Many Tribulations. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordindoors.org or your favorite podcast provider. Open my lips. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. me. 
has enlightened us in the true faith. enlightened us in the true faith.
reading from Mark chapter 4. And he said, With what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable shall we use for it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which, when sown on the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants, and puts out large branches, so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them, as they were able to hear it. But he did not speak to them without a parable, but privately to his own disciples, he explained everything. O Lord, have mercy on us. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Dear friends in Christ, Great empires fall into archaeological ruins. Towers crumble to the ground. Surf the internet and look at Olympic villages, once a magnificent, now abandoned. Amusement parks that exist only among the weeds. Visit Detroit and you can engage what's in what's called dark tourism, a bus tour of things fallen apart. Perhaps we might feel the same way about the church. I was just reading an article about the great cathedrals of Europe. Look at the church, admire the steeple, but open the doors, there are no people. In a typical European village, there might be six breathtaking churches, but not enough people to fill even one. Hagia Sophia, perhaps the greatest example of church architecture, is now a cross between a Muslim mosque and a museum, and it feels like a mausoleum. The great Notre Dame Cathedral of Paris burned down, but no one was really worshiping there anyway. Of course, the same sort of things are happening right here at home. Two services become one, while another church just down the road is on the road from one service to none as many of our fellow Christians and their children identify as just that, nuns, when the faithful now come perhaps once a month. So what do we do? We start over, all over again. With what can we compare the kingdom of God or what parable shall we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which when sown on the ground is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. 
And yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and puts out large branches so the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. So don't worry about size now. Consider the future. Michael Jordan was maybe 5'10 as a sophomore in high school, and so was I. But he grew to 6'6, and the rest is history. Consider your own growth. When sperm met egg, you were a zygote, a tiny human being, one-tenth of a millimeter, much too small to see. Our Lord Jesus, conceived by the Holy Spirit, began his earthly life as the smallest of the small. So it is, the oak is in the acorn. Our Lord is the Lord of hope, and Satan is the master of despair. The devil tells us to give up, that it's not worth it, that we should not bother. And when, when we don't avail ourselves of the word's power, when we neglect the Sabbath, we become all the more vulnerable. And so it happens that a new pastor's enthusiasm is often drained by the reality of people whose ears are closed, whose hearts are hardened, whose ardor has grown cold. And he may begin to think that he's simply crying out into an empty wilderness. But the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. It doesn't begin with the feeding of the 5,000, but with a quiet conversation, a gathering of just two or three. And so we must think about our work in the church. When among the ruins, we must get back to the business of rebuilding. You host a Bible study, and only one other person shows up. Should we be disappointed? Not at all. For there is no better place on earth, no better thing to be doing, than reading the Bible together, in whatever group, large or very small. The pews are mostly empty. What should we think? We should give thanks to God that we have been included, that we have been brought into the sanctuary where God's word is preached and taught. And as for the world outside, I suppose the first feeling we should have is pity. Stinks to be them. When you dine, it's with the saints and angels. For in the church, we've got a treasure about which the world knows nothing. We're in on a secret. We're witnesses to a great mystery. We're possessors of a fortune, the likes of which Warren Buffett and Bill Gates have no comprehension. Apart from Christ, the rich are fools, swine ignorant of pearls that surround them. Apart from Christ, the popular will find themselves desolate and alone. Apart from Christ, the proud shall be humiliated, and the strong will have their weakness exposed. It all begins with a mustard seed, so keep planting. It begins with a mustard seed, so keep active in God's word. Continue your labors in the harvest. For pastors, this means preaching in season and out. For all of us, it means supporting our pastors, our faithful pastors, in every way, with our offerings, and even more, by just showing up. This means for that which is now hidden, but will soon be revealed. This means banking on a hope that will not be put to shame, embracing Christ in his crucifixion, that we might be partakers of the resurrection. And it is true. 
that seed does grow, and its effects are wonderful to behold. It becomes a place where birds nest in its shade. The church becomes wherever it pops up, the beginning of a new garden, an oasis, a place of respite in a world that can be so harsh. And if you find yourself in a little church, one that seems as if it has seen better days, give thanks that you have found a spring in the desert, living water from the side of the one crucified for the likes of you and me. And know that soon enough, we shall be shown a crystal river flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, and that on its banks there will be found the tree of life with 12 kinds of fruit for the healing of the nations. And knowing this, we continue to plant that mustard seed so that our children and grandchildren might rest in its shade. Amen.
our Father. Hear my prayer. Almighty and everlasting God, give us an increase of faith, hope, and love, that receiving what you have promised, we may love what you have commanded. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Lord God, we thank you that you have taught us what you would have us believe and do. Help us by your Holy Spirit for the sake of Jesus Christ to hold fast your word in hearts which you have cleansed, that thereby we may be made strong in faith and perfect in holiness and be comforted in life and death. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by your governance, may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Let us bless the Lord. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Amen.